to reopen federal marketplaces that sell Affordable Care Act health plans. Millions of Americans lost coverage after they lost jobs during the pandemic. Two longtime CBS News executives, Peter Dunn and David Friend, have been placed on administrative leave pending the outcome of an investigation by our parent company, Viacom CBS, into allegations of racist and sexist behavior. Correspondent Jerika Duncan. According to legal papers obtained by the L.A. Times from a former employee of our Philadelphia station, KYW-TV, Dunn referred to veteran anchor Yuki Washington, who's black, as Jive. Another former employee echoed that claim. In a statement on air last night, KYW sportscaster Don Bell responded to the story. Our Yuki Washington is the most hardworking, authentic, caring, and skilled journalist I've ever been around. A plan to put a black abolitionist, Harriet Tubman, on the $20 bill is back. White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki. It's important that our money reflect the history and diversity of our country. The Trump administration had set aside the plan. S&P futures up six. Dow futures ahead, 77. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. This financial update is sponsored by Indeed. The private sector is now feeling the harsh impact of the pandemic as ADP reports a drop in private payrolls for the first time since April. Companies dropped 123,000 jobs in December, while economists had predicted an increase of at least 60,000. The negative turn comes after seven consecutive months of growth. Viennetta frozen ice cream cakes will return to stores this year. The decadent dessert is made up of a frozen vanilla base intertwined among chocolate layers molded into cake form. It's one of 25 new treats announced by parent company Unilever. The Aneta bills itself as portion for an entire family, but sharing is always optional. Are you hiring? You need Indeed. Indeed immediately delivers quality candidates from our resume database when you upgrade your job post. It's that simple. Receive a $75 sponsored job credit on your first post at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. One year ago today, Kobe Bryant and his daughter were killed in a helicopter crash in California. CBS's Steve Futterman says the cause has not been released yet. pilot error or disorientation played a key role. On that same day, some other pilots chose to alter their flight plans. Some questions, of course, will never be answered. There's no way to know for sure exactly what the pilot was thinking. The National Transportation Safety Board is expected to issue its findings on a probable cause on February 9th. All hope is not lost for movie theaters and film fans itching to get back inside a dark screening room with a bucket of buttered popcorn. To our millions of AMC Stubbs members, a very special thanks to you. AMC says bankruptcy is off the table for now after it raised more than $917 million in new financing. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Do you check your Google search results regularly? You should. People often get their first impression of you or your business online. 
Negative comments on the internet can impact your life and your livelihood. Take control of your online reputation. Get your free reputation report card at reputationdefender.com. It may reveal negative posts from an ex-employee, upset patient or client, news article, legal issue, or even exposed personal information right there in your Google search results. Uncover what's lurking on the internet about you with reputationdefender.com's patented scan and get your free reputation report card. Or for immediate assistance with your reputation, call 800-401-6681. Our cutting-edge technology helps make your Google search results look their best. Call 800-401-6681. That's 800-401-6681. 800-401-6681. Or take the free scan at reputationdefender.com. Are you tired of cold cereal in the mornings? If so, go to Steak and Shake and try one of their hot breakfast items like the home-style breakfast or sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit combo or the sausage biscuits and gravy. I tried the portobello and sausage skillet and it was fantastic. A delicious, savory combination of fresh eggs scrambled with grilled portobello mushrooms, caramelized onions, sausage crumbles, and Swiss cheese served on top of shredded hash browns. Served with my choice of buttermilk biscuit, toast, or bagel. Enjoy a hearty breakfast for a great price at Steak and Shake, 741 East State Street in Athens. Sure. Hope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. The Pharmacy Natural Food Store on 28 West Simpson Avenue has been in existence for over 50 years, providing the local community with the finest high-quality foods and supplements to the best CBD products. The pharmacy supports local businesses and the community at large with a friendly and knowledgeable staff ready to assist you at all times. During these trying times, we are flexible in order to serve your selection needs, including takeout, smoothie, and sandwich options, and no delivery fees for local deliveries. For more information, call the pharmacy at 740-593-707 or visit the pharmacy on Facebook. Hi, I'm Kim, and this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. What's happening? It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics and all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to Make It Happen. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty. And I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days. Days at 614-362-2000-362-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. I'm a private real estate investor who can solve your real estate problems fast for cash. Do you want to sell and just be done with it? Okay, great. I buy vacant properties, boarded up houses, pre-foreclosures, and inherited properties. I also buy apartment buildings, rental portfolios, divorce homes. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. I look forward to solving your real estate problems today. Give me a call for an all-cash offer at 614-362-2000. 614 
1-800-364-3622-2000. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WBTH Ah, you know that sound. We've only been using it for 47 years. That's right, it's the party line thing. I wonder how many people understand how that this show became named the party line. Maybe an explanation's due. Consider that in a few moments. It's a Tuesday, folks. And it's I, You know, I do like weather situations. You know, when either there's snow or there's rain or there's things going on that just cause it to be different than a normal day. But um, it'd be nice to have a nice day scattered about two, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I think of these days with the inclement weather and the cold as a good soup for lunch day. Or make some chili I, or something like that. I just wish I were as more fond of soup. I, As a child, I remember my mom having it often. I, I just, it's never been a, a staple for me. Yeah? I've heard lots of people say that is their go-to comfort food. Yeah. If they just want to, you know, cozy up on the couch or something like that to put together a pot of chili or... I should take a new look at it and try it and, and see if... Now, okay, I'll tell you, you know, the Campbell soups, the these uh, canned things, right? Yeah. Um, I swear my mother, um, rarely made soup from scratch and I loved the mushroom soup and there was another one. I can't recall which, but, um, tomato, potato, chicken noodle. I, I didn't mind vegetable. tomato once in a while. Um, I couldn't it? get enough of tomato soup when I was a kid, <laughs> but I did not like tomatoes. And yet you like the soup. Yeah, figure out that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's... But we raised a lot of tomatoes out in the garden. and um, Aren't those great? Mm-hmm. Garden-fresh tomatoes? Well, you don't think so. Well, I do now. Oh, okay. Yeah, my. you know how you get older, your taste buds. Well, yeah, sure. Kind of have a different, uh, they have a conversion, I guess, or they transform, transition into... Some go more adventuresome, some yeah. go uh, less. Yeah. Uh, currently, my wife's taste buds, she, the, we're foodies, okay? Of course, yeah. Uh, a lot of the wonderful foodies we used to enjoy, she doesn't so much anymore. Mm, yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's part of the medications and, you know what I mean? Yeah, likely so. I've, I've known many people that have said the same thing. Their taste buds change. You know something else while what we're on? What if you think I'm a foodie? You ought to meet <laughs> my daughter. Jackie and Dan are foodies all over the place. Oh, yeah? 
Anyway, go ahead. Good. Well, I was just going to say that uh, some of the things you know you don't like as a kid. Um, I was thinking about National Opposite Day yesterday. Remember that about saying what no. you don't really mean? No, about I didn't. kids walking up to you and say, Mmm, I love this broccoli. <laughs> well, broccoli for, is for, one of my favorites. For opposite day yesterday. But anyway, I didn't like broccoli when I was a kid. And now I love broccoli. Steamed broccoli with salt and butter and a little melted cheese. One of mm. our grocery stores here offers in their deli counter a, a broccoli salad, which is called the California broccoli. Oh, it is good, too. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, if they have it, I buy it. And it it is my snack food. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure do. It has a little container, and you open the lid, and I get uh, four or five bites when I'm just a little bit, well, you get it. Yeah, just need a little carry me over yeah. type thing, something to chew on. And I tell you while. what, you know, as those sort of things go, broccoli's a far better choice than other things you might. Do. Yeah, sack of potato chips or yeah. something like that. You mean? Oh, I have found. Okay, talking about groceries, <laughs> I have found a potato chip made out of popcorn. I gotta find those. Okay, and then they have uh, several different flavors, and the one that I like is the, uh, what do you call it, caramel corn? Yeah, okay, yeah, kettle corn. Kettle corn, kettle, that's exactly the term. But it has none of the... The, um, the hulls. Hulls. Yeah. And they're triangular chips, like... Um, Doritos, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and they are so... Good. I gotta find those. Okay. It's a it, red, a uh, primarily red bag. Okay. And it's not a line you would recognize. Okay. It's generally in the health food section. All right. You need to check out the Hollis popcorn, too. That is delish. Okay. Now where's that live? Uh, it is in the like the chips. Okay. Section, regular section of uh, the chips. Okay. There too. I will. Yeah, it's it's. Um, if you don't like those hulls, you like popcorn, mm, you will enjoy that. I, I don't mind the hulls, but well, I don't either. But it's, I, uh, I had a choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, you got to try that out. You will like it. Let's just turn the show into a food show. Today. Okay. Um. <laughs> but you know what, Cincinnati-style chili. Oh yeah. Now. I didn't mind chili. Chili was good. Not anymore. I love Cincinnati-style chili. It is good. It is unique. And what is it? Cinnamon and... Chocolate. No, no, no. There's no. some I've chocolate in there. Chocolate. Well, there's a little bit in there, actually. Okay. Well, let's see. What are the two companies that do that? Oh, Skyline and Skyline Gold, Gold and Star. Gold Star, yes. Yes. I'll I'll take a gold star. Remember, we used to have the gold star on West Union. Yeah, right where the um, um, typewriter shop used to be. Well, or the um, the business. Uh, what was the, that? The oh, what I I can see him. I, he goes to all the Copperheads games. He's Zorn business. No, wait a minute. 
This was just above it. It's where the 24-hour day breakfast place is now. Oh, okay. Um, Gold Star. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but just next door to the place you were describing. Oh, yes. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, now my, my choice, uh, and I've had both, I like the... The first one we said. Skyline? Yes. Okay. My pick is the Gold Star. Okay. And maybe I just haven't had it often enough. Yeah. I okay. I'm disappointed when they close down. Well. Uh, now you got to get it out of the freezer at uh, grocery stores. Yeah. Or but can it, you make your I own? You, it works. Now, my daughter has attempted to make her own version of a Cincinnati chili, and it's pretty good. I've made it. It's okay. it. Yeah. The other thing is you got to simmer it. You know, for like 45 minutes to an hour with that mixture you use. So, you know, we live in an age of instant gratification. We want it right now. Well, duh. To serve it up. You know, to go to, like you get it at Gold Star and say, I want a three-way. I don't want to wait an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, good morning, folks. Yes. It's January 26th. (laughs) We'll actually get underway here now. Um, <laughs> today is National Plan for Vacation Day. Now, you know, it's been a couple of years since I've actually taken a vacation. And I'm thinking that um, maybe this summer I need to do so. Okay. Been a lot longer since I have. <laughs> today is also National Spouses Day. It's National Green Juice Day, and it's National Peanut Brittle Day. Uh, I can't find anything in there I, I, that bothers me. That just every, every one of those items sounds like cool. All right, so yeah. um, just for the record, that's the, that's the way it is. A good day of national days. Um, otherwise, um, we're, we're, we're talking about it. Getting up to 50 degrees today. Mm-hmm, possibly. And right now we're showing 42, so it's not too far away. Uh, it was extra foggy this morning coming to work. Some of it has lifted now, but there's still a, an overhead covering. Uh, but, but it's not too much um, uh, down on the roads anymore. But uh, getting up to 50 today, tomorrow, I'm sorry, tonight 31, tomorrow 39, Wednesday 23 night, 16 night, Thursday, Burr. 19 night, Friday. So we're going to have to be careful about some icy spots at night. Yes. All right. Possibility of... Snow, rain mixture this weekend. Really? Yes. Okay. Likely it's going to happen. Okay. So you will like that since you like the weather. I like it. Weather things. Yeah. Yeah. I mowed grass in the snow the other day. Did you? Yeah. Now, I mean, everybody that drove by, like, stared at me. (laughs) I wonder why. I was on my tractor. (laughs) And even the neighbors were coming out, I think, taking pictures of me doing it. Um, this is Dave's version of snow removal, but th- folks. This is a new set of neighbors who haven't seen me do this previous years. But, um, no, you know how 
you rake a lot of leaves up and then winds come along and things. So this is just my way of kind of pulverizing some leaves, mulching some leaves that aren't thick enough to collect. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just making your yard a little more clear. Yeah. Like that too, and and but the neighbors, boy, they look at me so funny. And the neighbors who have been there for a while, they look out the window and go, "Ah, that's yeah, just that's Dave, Dave. Doing, yeah. doing his mowing thing in the middle of the winter again." Yeah, actually, it's not a bad idea to to run your your tractor like that too. Keep the battery charged up. The well, I I do have to jump good. it uh, with a little extra juice uh, to get it first running. Yeah, but I don't mind. Yeah. All right, today is Tuesday. It's January 26th. 339 days remain in this year. Our highlight in history, uh, well, we've heard a good bit about this today. It was Kobe Bryant one year ago. He and his 13-year-old daughter, as well as seven other people, were killed in a helicopter uh, that plunged into a steep hillside in the dense morning fog out in Southern California. Uh, Kobe Bryant, of course, NBA legend, former Lakers star, was 41 at the time of his death. Tragic. He was such a great player. Great in the clutch. Pretty quality guy, too. Mm, Yeah. Raised his family, stayed out of trouble. Loved his kids, his wife. 1998. 1998, funny. Uh, it doesn't sound like that long ago. But if if you really think about it, it's 22 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 23. 23 now. Yep. <clears throat> well, anyway, it was at, at, um, in 1998 that President Bill Clinton forcefully denied having an affair with a former White House intern, telling reporters, I did not have sexual relationships with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Oops. As it turned out later. Mm-hmm. Um, what else here? Really, none of these. Well, one year ago, the U.S. consulate in Chinese city of Wuhan, the epicenter of the coronavirus epidemic, said it would evacuate its personnel and some private citizens aboard a charter flight. Five cases of the new coronavirus were now confirmed. Get that. Five cases. This is a year ago. We're now confirmed in the United States, including new cases in California and Arizona. All involved people who had traveled to Wuhan. Wow. Five? And now it's 25 I'm going to tell you million. in a moment. I'm going to tell you in a moment. So I'm going to set that one up there. <clears throat> That's just... In the United States alone. Today is a remarkable thing. 
you know, you hit certain points on a scale and the media makes something out of it, and for good reason. But today, and it hasn't been announced yet, but it's a certainty. As of today, we will have hit 100 million cases in the world. <clears throat> That's a not-so-good thing. We had um, 99,740,599 yesterday. Uh, a typical day, we get 419,000 more. So, I, I could see this coming. That tomorrow, meaning today. Um, actually, I'm not speaking in the right sense. S yesterday, we hit it. But I could see it coming. So yesterday at 3 o'clock when they, or 2 o'clock when I started to uh, make my report, indeed, we had hit it. 100 million, 100 million, 103,498 cases in the world. All right. Which is 1.278% of the world. Now, you know, there are a few places where they have far less of it than we do. There are places that are far ahead of us in terms of um, immunization, vaccine. Mm -hmm. I mentioned this last week, so I'm hoping you don't remember. Um... What country do you think is number one in terms of vaccine? Oh, um, I think you're going to get it. Was it uh, Israel? Yes. Yeah, okay. In Bahrain and a couple places like that. Did I mention that the king of Bahrain stayed with my parents? Yes. Okay. As a young man in grad school at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And now a king. Mm -hmm. Wabi, we called him. Wabdul Wahab Zanyani. We just called him Wabi. Anyway, great guy. Um, okay, so here are today's statistics. I sort of peppered him in, but we'll do them right now. <clears throat> Athens, Ohio. Uh, as of yesterday, we had 3,838 cases. 26 were new. In terms of active cases, however, there's a total of 550, 151 of which are in the hospital, the rest at home. So if you did the subtraction already, you would know that we have had, of the 3,800 cases... 30, almost 3,300 of them are cured and at home. Or no, no, back to work, whatever the case may be. The point is, uh, this darn phone, uh, they've recovered. Um, 
This figure doesn't look right to me, but it's what was posted. They said in Athens County we have had just shy of 3,000 vaccinations. I just have a feeling it's more than that. And I'll tell you why. Because the difference between Sunday's vaccination report and Monday's uh, report is only 15 people. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I also understand that, um, oh, it was the new College of Medicine building called Heritage Building? Heritage College of Some, Osteopathic Medicine. Okay, that's it. Across from the HDL Center on West Union. Um, that is... Um, the university has provided that to the county health department for the purpose of uh, and, and, and providing also the personnel to work it, which are students and not not freshmen either. <laughs> These are um, qualified, proper medical students. Yeah. Um, that's going to be our number one. Um, place for receiving uh, the largest number of vaccinations. And that'll get rolling much better as the supply line thing gets better organized, which a lot of officials, as well as even our new president, uh, are working very hard to do. Okay, so, Athens. What about the state? Um, let's see. As of today, 868,656 cases. 4,334 were new yesterday. Active cases... Not 868, but 132,005. Of the 1325, 5, it's 132,005. 6560 are in ICU. 38421 are in non-ICU, but still in the hospital. And 76,256 are doing their thing at their home, getting better. We also have 736,651 who have recovered now. Statewide, at this point yesterday, we had had 626,867 vaccinations. The death toll in the state since this all began, 10,768. U.S. Do you think it's helpful to keep going or... Uh, yeah, we do I, this? Mean, I mean, should we do this the U.S. and world less often? 
I don't think so. I mean, you know, if we what, go, go what, through what it briefly, I don't think it's, uh, okay. you know, unnecessary. Okay. I think it's good to know, you know, just touch briefly with the numbers there even. Well, um, there's uh, almost 332 million people in our nation. Um, there were 67,000, well, six, yeah, 67,095 new cases yesterday, bringing the total thus far to 25,760,000, 634 cases. Since this all began on February 5th of last year. Now, um, out of that 25 million, almost 26 million people that have had it, 15 and a half million have recovered. 9.8 million are currently active. And we really don't have a way to say how many are in hospitals or ICUs or anything on that. Or at home, recovery. What we do have is that uh, as of yesterday, 21,850,000 people have been vaccinated in our nation thus far. Got a ways to go there. But what does that amount to? That is 6.58% of our nation has received a vaccination. Worldwide. Um, 66,333,000 have been vaccinated. But the world has 7.8 billion people. So the percentage much lower there, 0.8, not even a full percent have been vaccinated, 0.847%. All right, I, I think I think we've done enough. <clears throat> um, you know, speaking of uh, health issues there, when you had your phone laid out there it made me think of a report that came out yesterday about the uh, new apple i12 phones that may be causing issues with uh icd implants in what's, people what's an icd it's an uh like a defibrillator oh oh it's a it's a electronic device that's, i've not heard this story oh okay it's it's implanted to treat uh cardiac arrhythmia where a pacemaker uh, provides electrical stimuli okay. you know causes cardiac contraction when when myocardial electroactivity is detected well there's a there's a uh, study that's published this week apparently in uh, a publication called heart rhythm it's a journal of the heart rhythm society it found evidence that Apple's new iPhone 12 might cause implantable cardioverter defibrillators, defibrillators, ICDs, better known as, to become inoperable if placed uh, near the implanted ICD device. 
you know, ICDs can act both as a defibrillator uh, and a pacemaker. But uh, folks that are getting new phones, you might want to be aware of that if you have a pacemaker or an ICD implanted with the uh, new Apple i12. The iPhone 12, it is. So, um, well, I guess if that's true, that we should be running some PSA about it. Yeah, just a you know, piece of advice there. PSA, to, folks, is a public service announcement. Yeah, if you if you happen to have either one of those implanted, uh, you got a new phone, uh, you may want to make sure to check up with your heart doctors, MDs, whoever And it would seem to me by. that the phone companies that use that device would also have that as a question of their, as they're interviewing you for your new instrument. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep, so okay. just an FYI there if you, if you happen to have a... Have really, it's quite it. amazing that there haven't been more... Um, Instances of that? Of, of some electronic thing we're wearing interfering with some electronic thing we have. Yeah. Really, yeah. now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe it is and... You know, something's happening, and they, they can't determine how or why it's happening. Well, on this day in history, let's see what we've got here. In 1531, Lisbon hit by an earthquake, and uh, they're thinking 30,000 died as a result of that. Um, 1788, Captain Arthur Phillip and British colonists hoist the Union flag at Sydney Cove, New South Wales, now celebrated as Australia Day. Uh, Let's see here, we got some birthdays and some death dates. It's a couple of these we may need to look up. Okay. Okay, so General Douglas MacArthur. We don't need to look him up. Um, he was born on this date in 1880. He died in 1964. Always had that very weird, distinctive-looking pipe. Yes. <laughs> um, Paul Newman. I rubbed shoulders once with him. He spent some time here at Athens at Ohio University. Yep. Too. I don't think he ever graduated from here, did he? No. No, he did not. Um, you know, down in Texas Roadhouse, they have a mural on the wall in one part of the dining room where they had um, someone paint the likenesses of a variety of famous people, mm-hmm. primarily primarily showbiz people yeah who had either attended or graduated from Ohio University it's kind of a unique thing yeah yeah anyway. O'Neill's another one he yep. was uh, on the <clears throat> excuse me sitcom married with children yep. now just still modern, running yeah now modern family anyway Paul Newman Born on this date in uh, 1925, died in 2008. 
okay, this one I'm going to need a little help with. Okay. Probably. Nikolai Ceausescu is my best effort. That's C-E-A-U-S-E-S-C-U. He is a former president of Romania. Right. Uh, it was a secretary, general secretary of the Romanian Communist Party from 1965 to 1989, and the second and last communist leader of Romania. Well, he was born on this date in 1918 and died in 1989. And the last one is still living, Wayne Gretzky, to today it's his 60th birthday. Mm. Hockey. Yep. They call him the Great One. Now, we have uh, we've already mentioned Kobe Bryant's uh, accident a year ago, but he shows up as a famous death today. The other one is Lucky Luciano, Charles Lucky Luciano. <laughs> it was uh, he was a bad guy. He's a gangster, and uh, born in 1896, but died on this date in 1962. Started his criminal career in the Five Points Gang and was instrumental in the development of the National Crime Syndicate. Italian-born gangster. I tell you what, because I don't want to get started on some of these lengthier stories and then not have time for... The famous coach. <laughs> uh, I think I probably should do that next. So, here we go. I am EPG in abstract. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, we bring our fans up to date now. Your team is now 0-7 on the season and 0-3 in the conference after that 79-7 loss at TNT last weekend. But one of the bright spots of the season had to be early in the game when your team scored its first touchdown of the year. Well, that's right. You know, we're always looking for bright spots in the ball game, and, and you're right, it was a bright spot. We did get ourselves our first touchdown of the season, and I'm real proud of that, but I'm even more proud of the way that we got that touchdown. You know, I'm sure we went in there to TNT, and they was expecting to just clobber us all over the place right from the start, and we didn't. Our boys showed their poise. They acquitted themselves well out there on the football field. I am real proud of that fact, and we took the football first time we had it. We marched right down the field. Our quarterback, 12, 13. 12 had his finest series of the season. He was handing off to Shorty Summers. He was handing off to Half Pine Hines. He was handing off to Foxhole Fogey. Boy, we got from the ROTC department special for this game. He was whipping short passes out to the sideline to good old Needles Northern. We had a drive where we was balancing our attack between running plays and passing plays. We went right down the field. We had the ball for, I believe, 19 plays, and we went down and scored ourselves a touchdown. And the offense was clicking like a well-oiled machine. Not only that, they was doing good. After that, though, things must have gone a little bit downhill. Well, it's a, it's a good thing that we used all them plays uh, at the first, because if we'd only had the ball two, three, four plays like we generally do, that would have given them a whole lot more opportunities to score points, and they would have scored even more than they'd done. Of course, they did score 
what was I believe 79, 79, 79 points. points I lost count you know, anytime they go by 50 I just I lose count after that and I'll be back with more from coach turf right after we pause for this message and uh, all of our local tattoo shops bring you this <laughs> okay and with that we uh, continue on wrong one this one Coach Turf, you were telling me that TNT had a powerful offensive attack, especially with their sweep plays, their mind sweep left and mind sweep right. That's right, and uh, they worked. They worked good. You know, uh, anytime your uh, opponent scores 79 points, they bound to use something that works, and then sweep plays are always work. You know, they had a fellow named of a Russell, Ricochet Russell, who was bouncing off all our tacklers. Man, I knew that that was going to happen. And they said, whenever we keyed on Ricochet Russell running around them ends, what they'd done was they handed the ball off to their fullback, Treadway, Tank Treadway. He just kind of bulldozed his way up the middle. And they, and whenever we kind of got all of our defensive boys collected up in the front on the line and then the linebackers, Oh, Bonds Bennett, man, he'd launch one of them bombs of his, and they'd score a touchdown on a long pass. So you might say it wasn't one of your better defensive efforts of the season. Well, no, I believe I've been saying that the whole program. In fact, the way it was was a case where they just had too much firepower for our defense, and especially after thinking about showing all them inspirational movies to our boys, what our defense really needed was John Wayne. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters and Annette Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. <laughs> Art Turf. Old Needles Norgan, he caught him a pass. Only took him 19 plays to score. Like a well-oiled machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, they scored. Let's um, <laughs> let's talk about um, this whole issue of impeachment. Um. So yesterday, what happened? At about seven o'clock. Last night, the House of Representatives delivered its article of impeachment against Donald J. Trump to the Senate, charging him with incitement of insurrection. This is a ceremonial and highly choreographed procedure in which the House impeachment managers physically carry the document across the Capitol. After walking the article through the halls that a mob had ransacked just weeks ago, the lead impeachment manager, Representative Jamie Raskin, who's uh, from Maryland, Democrat, read it on the Senate floor. The article is four pages long, and reading it took about five minutes. The article states that when Mr. Trump addressed his supporters on January 6th, he willfully made statements that, in context, encouraged and foreseeably resulted in lawless action at the Capitol. 
It also notes his previous efforts to subvert the election, the election results, that is, and says his actions threatened the integrity of the democratic system, interfered with the peaceful transition of power, and imperiled a co-equal branch of government. Officials confirmed that Senator Patrick Leahy, a Democrat from Virginia, would preside over the trial in his role as President Pro Tem of the Senate. Now, normally, the Chief Justice of the United States presides over such trials, but the fact that Mr. Trump has, uh, rather, is no longer in office creates some wiggle room. So what about the last two weeks? If you're finding it hard to believe that it has only been 12 days since the House voted to impeach Mr. Pre Mr. Trump, we can't blame you. A lot has happened since then. The biggest thing that happened, of course, is that President Biden was inaugurated lessening the practical implications of the impeachment trial. But the trial is still highly significant, both as a public signal of how much Republicans are willing to tolerate from a leader of their party, and because if the Senate were to convict Mr. Trump, it could vote to bar him from running again. Many Republican senators have argued that Mr. Trump's departure makes impeachment a pointless, divisive exercise, and if he is ultimately acquitted, it may be for that reason. The timing allows Republicans to take issue with the procedure rather than defending Mr. Trump's actions. Senators Chuck Schumer of New York and Mitch McConnell of Kentucky the Democratic and Republican leaders reached an agreement last week to delay the trial for two weeks. That to allow time both for Mr. Trump's lawyers to pre prepare their defense and for the Senate to work on confirming more of Mr. Biden's cabinet nominees. So what happens next? Impeachment is now officially in the Senate's hands. But the trial won't start until February 9th. What happens in the two weeks before the trial starts? Well, on Tuesday, I think they're talking about today, the Senate will convene as a court of impeachment for the first time so that senators can take an oath to administer impartial justice and issue a summons to Mr. Trump to answer the charge against him. But after that, the trial will essentially be put on pause until February 9th to allow the prosecution and defense to draw up and submit a series of written briefs 
laying out their arguments. In the meantime, the Senate will go on working on confirmation of nominees to President Biden's cabinet. So, once the trial starts, can we expect it to run similarly to the last impeachment trial? Well, we expect the substantive, got it, part of the trial to look roughly similar to the one last year, just on fast forward. Each side will get to present its case, senators will have time to question them, and the chamber will vote on whether to call for additional witness uh, testimony. That should all take place in just three or four days. If senators do want to hear from witnesses, that could increase the length of the trial by weeks. But if not, there could be a vote to convict or acquit Mr. Trump by the end of the week of February 8th. Are there open questions that you hope will be answered in the next two weeks? Well, the two biggest questions right now are whether Republicans will land on Mr. Trump's guilt and whether they will want to hear from additional witnesses. Conceivably, any senators could announce their positions on these rather those issues in the next two weeks, but uh, my guess is they'll probably bite their tongue, bide their time, and wait until February to make those calls. The bottom line is we just don't. Um, if you ask me, I think the whole thing should be just put to rest. We have a new president. Yep. And, um, I'm of the opinion he's a quality guy. Uh, I, I think the real concern here is preventing... I mean, the only thing you can achieve out of this, really, is preventing the former president from being a candidate again. My focus group tells me uh, it you, was... You uh, have a focus group? I do. Okay. And uh, it's made up of uh, a pretty wide, broad spectrum you know, from professionals and non-professionals, university. Is this marriage faculty. counseling or? Uh, no. Oh. Oh, you mean like a political? Well, it's just when we talk about things. I'm teasing things, you, man. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, but when we talk about things, I like to v- get their opinions. You know, they're both parties, um, you know, university staff, some, uh, you know, administrators, some out of town, some in bigger cities, some corporate people. And uh, the, the main thing I got was 
if if you think that January 6th was a riot and they try to follow through this impeachment, you're going to see a real riot from his supporters if they follow through with this. And then they also said, remember, this is the same group of people that falsified the Russian interference and wasted $40 million of U.S. taxpayer money for nothing because they just did not like President Trump. So that's what I'm getting from this group and their input, both Democrats and Republicans. And I'm a little fearful that if it's followed through that that real riot could very well happen. And I don't want to see that happen to our country. Mm -hmm. And the focus group basically was telling me the same thing. Both political parties. So, um, Other things I brought in this morning. Um, I found a very interesting report saying 2021's best states to retire. What they're saying is in which to retire. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll get to that later in the week. Um, I got I got another story about um, uh, well basically it's entitled viruses don't care what passport you carry exactly and so um, there's <clears throat> been all sorts of different rulings put forward about people from this country are not allowed to come here or vice versa and stuff um, I truly. I truly have faith, and I mean faith, that the next two months are going to make a tremendous difference. In spite of all the stuff people's going through about how slow the vaccine's being made available, all of this, I think we are poised for a rapid boost in all of that. And um, so. Having said that, we have about 30 seconds left. Uh, tomorrow, I believe we're going to have a county commissioner as our guest. If I had to guess, I'm going to say it's uh, Lenny Eliason. Uh, but it might be Chris Schmiel. I, I, I just don't know. Yeah, one or the other. Bobcats and play tonight at uh, 6.30 on our flagship station of the Bobcats, Power 105. Go Bobcats. Yeah. How about that? And we're talking men's basketball. Yes. And it's in our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WBTH This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The World Health Organization is offering new guidance on Moderna's coronavirus vaccine. Spokesman Alejandro Cravioto. We recommend that it should be given in two doses with an interval of 28 days between the doses. He says that can be extended to 42 days under exceptional circumstances. The U.S., EU, and the U.K. have already approved Moderna's shot. The WHO's guidance is similar to its recommendation on Pfizer's vaccine. Some states are changing up vaccine. Vaccination plans. CBS is Cammie McCormick. In Oklahoma, they're redirecting doses that CVS and Walgreens were supposed to administer. The program 
is not moving as fast as we would like for it to move. To an overwhelmed hotline that was set up for those who find it difficult to navigate the internet. The New Jersey line basically sends you to the website. Isn't the point of the lines for people who aren't going to the website? To Houston, where they will no 